0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for
1: centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth, rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could
0: ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries.
1: Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to Bizarre Tales. Now first things first I want to do a quick shout out to all of you guys out there who have left us a review, there's been a lot of uh, comments on the group for some of you guys who have uh, put some group uh, groups, put some messages out there um, onto iTunes for us, so thank you very very much for that, Um, I will just give a quick read of the three that have come through so far, I know there are more, um, so thank you everyone for leaving us a review always always happy to get especially a five star, so thank you very very much, Um This one particularly was uh, about Bergman, Uh, it says that was an odd episode, but I really enjoyed your new program design, this has become one of my favourite shows, well done guys, I like hearing a more serious side of you two, since I last wrote a review, I've started enjoying your new format even more. I love the silliness at the beginning. Unfortunately, today, uh, Paul, we don't have any silliness at the beginning because uh, I'm on my own. So it would just be me telling jokes to me. So I will, I will actually, I'll give you a little joke before we start. Oh, that, that'll be as good as the silliness you get. Um, another one. This one's from Ryan of Mon Valley. Another five-star review. This is a great podcast with a variety of topics. And the hosts do a great job of delivering the story. Great to listen to and very entertaining. So thank you for that one. Um, And the next one is from... JP Hark, another five-star review, uh, best podcast I've played in a while, slowly listening to past episodes now, well, JP Hark, you'll probably find the newer episodes are a little bit better because they're the ones with me, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll like I said, I'll, I'll give you a little joke, uh, this is one I heard a few weeks ago, um, so there is an Englishman, a Frenchman and an Irishman and they are on a desert island and... They find a lamp, quite a classic joke set up. They find a lamp, they rub the lamp, genie pops out. And the genie says, wish you can all have one wish each. So the Irishman says, I want Ireland to be just for the Irish. I want a united Ireland. I want all the English out of Ireland. I want all the foreigners out of Ireland. I want just Irish people in Ireland. And the genie goes, yeah, no problem. Poof, there we go. Ireland is just full of the Irish. They says to the Frenchman, he says, "Uh, what would you wish for? The Frenchman says, "Uh, I wish for a united France, all of French people to live in France, Um, everybody who's not French out of France. Um, In fact, I'd go as far as saying I want a big wall put up all the way around France so only French people can be in France, no foreigners in there, um, no one at all. And the genie says, yeah, that's fine, there, there's, your, there's your wish. He says to the Englishman, he says, uh, what's your wish? The Englishman says, this wall you've put around France, how good is it? And then the genie says, oh, it's, it's you know, 100 feet high all the way round. It's watertight, it's airtight, no one in, no one out. And the Englishman goes, all right, then fill it with water. There we go. That's a uh, that's a joke for you. I don't know whether you found that funny or not. And if there's any French listening, I'm sure you uh, appreciate the banter. Although I have a funny feeling there isn't any French listening. If we have got any French listening, let me know. Um This week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, like I said, we are I am on my own. We are talking about the county of Cheshire. Okay. Now Cheshire is quite a famous county in England and um, it's a very very old county okay now it borders it's in the northwest of England and it borders um, Merseyside, Greater Manchester Derbyshire, Staffordshire, Shropshire and Wales all right so just to give you a bit of an idea how big this county is, it's in the top north corner of wales um it doesn't have what we would consider a huge population especially in comparison to the other counties of england um it's it's famous for things like cheese you know we get cheshire cheese um it is not necessarily like i said the most populated but it is steeped in history it's steeped in a lot of problems as well. It's the site of many battles. There is a lot of a lot of uh, civil war battles that happened in Cheshire. Um, it'll be with it being um, right by Merseyside um, or Liverpool, that area. Um, it's it's the home of quite a lot of unrest in the country. There's uh, normally quite a lot of unrest in the northwest of England. Um, it borders Wales, so again there's a lot of history from the uh, Welsh-English border where there have been wars and battles fought and things like this so there is quite a lot of history steeped into this one tiny area and like I said, even though it isn't the most populated area in England it's definitely up there with its hauntings the first thing we're going to talk about is the Cheshire Old Hotel Okay, now this hotel dates back to around 1656 and is now a grade one listed building. Now, it has been on paranormal TV shows, this this building. It has been on one of my least favorite shows, which is Most Haunted. um, And many of you know my reasons for that. Um, And it has been on a few other paranormal shows. It is without doubt one of the most haunted places in Cheshire if not possibly the country because there are only a certain amount of areas that actually get through to TV's uh, sort of status and, and this is one of them um, there's a total of 14 different spirits that are said to haunt this one building and it's very common for guests at the hotel to feel themselves being pushed underwater while taking a bath uh which to me is is more horrifying than than any ghost story i've ever heard you know the the fear of being pushed underwater is a lot more than just being pushed down the stairs or rolled out of bed or you know pushed in the back it it almost feels malicious at that point um other reports of waking up at 3 a.m. and convinced that the room is on fire. So again, this is quite there are quite malicious spirits here. Um, one of the most frequently spotted ghosts at the old hotel is that of Sir John Radcliffe, uh, who was the original owner. So again, you you know we're talking about um, nobility here. So these are. They're not just ghosts these are famous ghosts. um he's a tall man uh, seen in seventeenth century attire um, there's also a gray lady who is said to be searching for her child and this story actually ties in with the history of the house because um, there was a baby skeleton that was found in the wall during the reservations so a lot of people have said that this gray lady and this was before, the reservations happened, people were seeing this grey lady saying it looks like she's looking for um, a lost child or something like that, turns out that uh, she probably was so they found uh, a baby in the wall, or a baby skeleton Um, so maybe maybe that spirit is a a little bit more at rest now, but uh, I I doubt it very much Um, some of the other uh, spirits include a cat, a dog um, several children and Probably my biggest fear, along with the, the child ghost, is uh, this one, which is an old lady in a rocking chair. Um, that, to me, is just... I don't know. I, I mean, I, I went to see the woman in black in the theatre in, in London. And that's one of the things in it. You literally have this old rocking chair and this woman that's supposed to haunt the, the theatre. Obviously, it's not as part of the play. Um But this woman in a rocking chair, and it it just, I mean that's haunted me, and I was only a kid when I saw it, but that image has haunted me for for years, and yeah, an old woman in a rocking chair, even now it's giving me me goosebumps, so um, there's also been a weird one, which is someone in a beekeeper's uniform, now that's not something I would Um, assume as a ghost but there we go there is a ghost of a beekeeper in the old hotel as well now we're going to go to Roughton Moor now during the English Civil War thousands of English soldiers met their end um, and it was a very very bloody civil war for those of you who are interested in the English Civil War there is an a group of episodes, I believe, I don't think I did it in one, um, on This Week in History, which is my podcast um, so if you type that in you'll come up with the English Civil War um, but during the English Civil War, like I said, there was thousands of people and they weren't they weren't killed nicely, these were brutal deaths, these were um, a lot of people were executed a lot of people were captured and once they were captured, that was it you know, they were put to the sword or, or shot. There wasn't that we didn't really take prisoners in the Civil War. Um one site that saw some of the highest death toll was uh Rauton Moor. Um you know, it's no surprise that it is one of the must see spots in Cheshire for haunted for hauntings, sorry. Um so it's definitely worth having a look at if you, you ever do go there. It's it's essentially just field you know it it, it sounds mental but there are a lot of spirits and there's a lot of activity um in this one area and the Battle of Moor actually took place on September the 14th, 1645. Um, Lord Barnard Stuart and Marmaduke Langdale led the King Charles' Royalist Army against Oliver Cromwell's Parliamentarians, which were led by Colonel Michael Jones. Uh, During the battle, more than 600 Royalists were killed, um, including Lord Barnard Stuart. Now, if you pay a visit to Rautam Moor around the anniversary of the battle, you may catch a glimpse of his ghost riding on horseback across the moor. There are also reports of music echoing in the distance, which is thought to be played by King Charles's court musician, William Laws, who also died on the battlefield. So this is one where there's a lot of activity in the area, and, and again, with that sort of a story, and that sort of a, a backing, I mean, I would love to go, go there, and just hear, this medieval, I say medieval, 1600s isn't medieval, but, um, hear this, Stuart era type of, um, music, and find out what it is, so, you know, I'd love to, I think that might be one of my, uh, one of my top places to visit, uh, around September the 14th, um, That'd be a hard one. My daughter's birthday's on September the fifteenth, so unless she came with me, she'd be really annoyed that I disappeared for her birthday. Um, but yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds like one. I think me and Lee may have to go and check out ourselves when we when we get our Netflix deal. No, we're <laughs> we're not really getting a Netflix deal. Um, although if you do know anyone from Netflix, uh, you know, let us know. We'll we'll be quite happy to to do a a haunted England series but on on tv i think that would be amazing but uh if we ever do get that rich and famous um <laughs> god forbid um then that'll be that'll be on their list uh, the next one hartford hall hotel again this is another 17th century building so a lot of these um like I said, Cheshire is really old, so a lot of these apparitions are sort of five, six hundred years old. Um, the Hartford Hall dates back to the 17th century and has formerly served as a nunnery and a manor house. So, like we always say, there's always got to be a nun or a monk. Um, it is also said to be haunted. Guests and staff have reported seeing ghosts of a nun, obviously. <laughs> um, she is supposed to have been killed. ...when she was bricked into a wall at the nearby Abbey. The nun is held responsible for all sorts of unexplained happenings around Hartford Hotel. And you can stay at this hotel, so you can actually get a booking and you can stay there overnight. Now... This seems to be quite common, that they're finding bodies of nuns and bodies of monks in walls. Now, it must have just been like that punishment back in the day, where if you sort of stepped out of line, they just bricked you into a room and just left you there. Which, to me, i got to say it's got to be one of the worst ways to go. You know, because you don't know when it's going to happen. You've only got a limited amount of food or water. And, you know, do you... Yeah, what do you do? I don't know. That's uh I can imagine that would be quite a distressed type of spirit because it's not had um, you know, it's not had a very pleasant end to life. The next place we're going to is Tatton Park Mansion. And this is a beautiful grade one listed house in the country. Um, And it is run by the National Trust now. So it is a a building that the government pay to keep up. You know, it's one of those ones they look after. And originally Tatton Hall was the original manor in Tatton Park. um, And it was much grander than what it is now. The Tatton Park Mansion was built in 1716, so again, we're talking four or 500 years ago. The building is said to be haunted, and visitors often report being touched by invisible hands and hearing phantom footsteps. There have also been reports of a dark, ghostly figure in not only the house, but also in the gardens. This one always confuses me, is when people say they can see something in the gardens and then they look back and it's not there I always wonder have they actually seen something because it's one of the, you know, if you, you know, right now I just look out my window and there's nobody there, but if I was to look out the window and see someone and then look back two seconds later and they're not there, could I say that's a ghost or could I just say that person's moved? I'm not really sure when people say they they see them through, you know, in the gardens. But, um, you know, with a building that old, it's very possible that uh, that it is. I just I'm always a little bit sceptical with with things like that. The Pied Bull Hotel. This is a historic hotel in Chester And this one dates back all the way to the 11th century So now we're talking, you know, a thousand years old um, It is believed to be the oldest continually licensed premises in Cheshire So again, I I mean, I did one I did an episode um, on, I think it's called the Cock and Bull Inn Which is in St. Albans, which is the oldest pub in Britain This one's going to be a very close to this date it's almost self-explanatory that a premises this old is going to have some sort of hauntings or some sort of spirits. Um, in fact, this is one of the most haunted places in Cheshire. The cellar is the focal point for the hauntings. Um, so much so that staff don't like to go down there on their own. So even now you've got people, grown adults, saying, I'm not going down there. <laughs> You've got to send me with someone. Um, The story goes that a man named John Davies fell down the stairs of the cellar in 1609 while holding a knife and tragically died as a result of the accident. It is thought to be his ghost that still haunts the cellar. There are also said to be spirits of former chambermaids present in the upstairs bedrooms as well. Now, most of these... um, these hotels tend to have some form of of spirit um especially the the chambermaid or you know butler if you're going into the you know the posher types of hotels bellboys things like that um they tend to be quite common in these places but i've never heard of someone falling down a cellar um and i don't you know maybe he was holding the knife up you know this is why we always tell kids point the knife down maybe he was holding it up um, and he fell on the knife. Doesn't actually give any details on whether he died from the fall or whether he died from the knife. But um, I would assume the knife. Otherwise, it's almost a pointless anecdote to the story. Oh, uh, yeah, that is somewhere you can actually stay as well. So you can stay there. Which uh, the Pied Bull. Yeah, there we go. For anyone who's ever interested in in staying in a haunted hotel, um, the Pied Bull in Cheshire, maybe. Maybe they'll let you go down to the cellar. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how it works. Now the next one we're going to is Capestone Hall. Capestone, sorry, Capes Thorn Hall. Um, it has been standing for nearly a thousand years. Again, these are huge old buildings that we have in Cheshire. Um, so as you might imagine, there is plenty of history surrounding it. And again, with building this age, it has its fair share of ghost stories too. There are various spirits that call Cape Stone Hall home, but one of the most commonly reported is an apparition of a grey lady who is spotted in the west of the building. There is also a grouping of shadow figures seen walking down the stairs that lead to the chapel. Now, I would put this down to possibly a group of nuns or a group of monks walking in one sort of... Uh, one group on their way down to a chapel this could potentially be um, a time lapse or or even like I said a, a spirits I don't know, I would I would probably go with something like that with a group um, probably like a moment in time that's frozen that replays over and over again um, for no real apparent reason um, perhaps though the most frightening experience that people have here is that visitors have respo- reported Um, is an experience with a disembodied arm. Just an arm. The story goes that one of the younger members of the Bromley family was in bed when a banging on the bedroom window. He was heard. He went up to check it and he saw a disembodied arm attempting to open the window. Naturally, he froze in terror. I think I probably would too. Um, but then he just stood and watched it disappear into thin air. Now, again, I'm not sure on that story. Um, you know, he could have been drunk and it's just a twig. Um, I don't know. But it, either way, I think uh, if you walked over to a window and saw what you believe to be an arm trying to open the window with just the arm, yeah, I think that would uh, that would freak you out just a little bit. And the next one we're going to is the george and the dragon okay so it's no surprise that the george and dragon hotel is haunted especially when you look at it um it it's got that old tudor style building so a lot of people in england will know this style of building um, it's thin at the bottom it's got a little bit of an overhang around the building um, it's the top of the building is painted white with black lines down it almost looks like a Grimsby Town kit all the way around the building um, that is what I call the old Tudor style buildings and it's no surprise like I said that this is haunted uh, when you consider the fact that it sits just outside the notorious Northgate Arch uh, which is also known for its paranormal activity the and Dragon is a stunning Victorian building Okay, it's Victorian, but it is in the Tudor style, so anyone can argue that. Ahem, that occupies the ground that straddles the old Roman road. And this is likely why it's said to be haunted by the spirits of Roman soldiers. Roman military law meant that legionaries were not allowed to be buried inside the fortress, so memorials instead lined the road. These have been moved to Cheshire's Grosvenor Museum, but it seems the spirits of the soldiers have remained. Staff and customers at the Georgian Dragon have reported hearing marching footsteps beneath the floors following the same route that the Roman road would have taken. The noise is loudest in the cellars, which are closer to where the original level of the road would have been, since the current road... Is several feet higher. Again, this is another place where you can stay. These are actual um, hotels that you can book rooms in. So this is definitely um, Cheshire. is definitely somewhere where I think uh, we might be visiting just just to see. I mean, the I'd love to hear an old Roman legion and and what they actually sounded like. And um, you know, it's amazing. It's something that you probably don't don't really imagine that, that you would hear ever well, you wouldn't hear ever especially nowadays but I suppose if you got an opportunity to to hear something like that I think most people would probably take it it's um, very interesting especially when you look at uh, at the Georgian Dragon um, have a look at where it's situated you can definitely tell it's a Roman road. Um, the Romans were notorious for building straight roads. They put no bends or no curves. They were literally dead straight. Um, and a lot of Britain was obviously uh, built on, on Roman roads. I mean, even now, the A1, for example, which is one of the biggest main roads or motorways in Britain, it is an old Roman road. It goes all the way from uh, London all the way up to Scotland in the north. So... Um, you know, these, we still use the Roman roads. Uh, to be honest, most of them are better than what the councils can do. The councils make shit roads in comparison. So um, anyway, digressing a little bit. The next place we're going to, ladies and gentlemen, is Shrigley Hall. A Shrigley Hall hotel is a beautiful manor set in the picturesque Cheshire countryside. However, it is not the luxury features that attract many visitors, but rather the resident's ghost who calls the building home. There is not too much information out there about the ghost other than a handful of reports from guests and it is not known who the spirit might be. Reports from the guests mention a spirit walking into the bathroom, unexplained noises and cold spots. Noted mediums have also visited the building and said that it is very, very active, which is probably why there are regular ghost hunts in the property. Now this one always confuses me things like this because there are there are definitely something there there are definitely oh terrible English there is definitely something there, but whether it's a ghost or whether you know I always find when there's no backstory to ghost stories, I find them very hard to believe. I don't know how many of you guys feel with that one, but I definitely feel that. If there isn't a backstory, I almost, I almost don't believe it. Um, you know, I've been on ghost hunts with people. Um, you know, I've heard people pretend to be mediums and pretend to have spirits talk through them. And oh, you know, I've got this ghost, and it's like, yeah, yeah, but you haven't. And this is, um, you know, this is why I hate things like Most Haunted because it's just, you know, oh, did you see that? No, it's just conveniently off camera, but everything else you know it just irritates me um and i think to me when there's stories like that where there obviously there is something but or oh, we don't know who it is or where it's come from or there's no history to it especially a building like that i mean that that building's probably 2 or 300 years old um if there's no story to it the chances are that there's no tragedy that's happened at the building and or there you know and something like that would almost suggests to me that it could be made up I'm not saying it is um, but I, I do think that there is a potential that that one is is possibly made up or at least exaggerated for um, for effect especially seeing as you can again stay at the, the, uh, the Shrigley Hall Hotel so I think that may have been I don't know I'll leave that one up to you guys, uh, if uh, any of you do think that you can have spirits that, uh, you know, with, without a backstory, then let me know, because uh, that would be, be interesting, uh, interesting to find out. Uh, we're going to finish ladies and gentlemen with quite a good story and we are going to the hack green nuclear bunker okay now nuclear bunkers I would say as a general rule are pretty creepy Um, but nevertheless when there are some resident ghosts there it probably makes it just a little bit worse um Hack Green Nuclear Bunker has actually been on the TV show Most Haunted. Um and it has also been on another handful of paranormal TV shows. Um and I love how uh, places put that down as if it's uh you know, most haunted. We've been on most haunted, yeah, we've got to be real. Um yeah any <laughs> <laughs> um, on two separate occasions, thanks to the high volume of paranormal activity, so it wasn't just on there once, it was on there twice, um, the secret bunker was opened to the general public in 1998 to serve as a museum, and since both staff and visitors alike have had have experienced a range of strange happenings, these include full apparition of a man dressed in a uniform walking down the bunker's main corridor. There have also been two other apparitions reported in the same corridor, and staff say there is a very menacing feel to the area. Several visitors have fainted in this area as a result of negative energy. Maybe that? Maybe it's just low blood sugar? I don't know. The corridor is not the only place that hosts ghosts. If you go down to room 9 which was the telecommunications area the spirit of an attractive young woman is often spotted working away at her desk. There is also a male spirit in the room who would often behave quite aggressively towards visitors. Now I would suggest that if these uh, apparitions are part of a secret nuclear bunker and they are stuck in that that mindset, I can understand why they would act quite aggressively because they would be thinking, you know, you're general public, you're not supposed to be down here, um, and I can understand the aggression from from a spirit like that. Um, and it is also fairly common for the old phones in the area um, to ring. This might not sound very strange, but these phones would have been disconnected years ago. I mean, and I'm not just talking like. 10 years ago, they would probably have been disconnected in the 60s or 70s um, when the bunker was put into disrepair. Um, they certainly wouldn't have been reconnected in the 90s when they opened it. It would have just been left, you know, just completely left unconnected. So for them to ring, um, I think is quite creepy. Um, however, perhaps the most active area in the bunker is the theatre. Here, visitors often feel themselves being touched or pushed by unseen hands and they hear moans and unexplained banging. Visitors sometimes feel unwell and on at least one occasion an ambulance has actually been called for a guest who was severely affected. Now, this one I think, um, to me, is one of the better ghost stories. Um, and now I love the old ghost stories. I love the ones that are hundreds of years old, and and you know have the apparitions and things like that. But I always think when they're hundreds of years old, you sort of expect it. You know, I would say if you're a believer, you you expect ghosts at a building that is two, three, four, anything up to a thousand years old. Um, you know. Going into a nuclear bunker that was made in the last century, um, that's been open to the public for 25 years, and it has a massive amount of footfall going through it, you know, there's no real tragedy linked to that place, there's no, no one's ever died there. It does make you wonder, you know, how is somewhere that is so modern, affected by apparitions and things like that, um I always I always find those ones really intriguing because like I said, it's it's a modern place, it's modern um, building um, and those spirits, you know they they will be of this century, they will be spirits that have uh, moved on um, in the last maybe you know 50 years. So again, that's a, a very a very more poignant type of ghost story, I believe. so yeah. Anyway, that is uh, that is Cheshire for you guys, uh, we do have, uh, I believe, somebody is actually doing some research for us for one of our next podcasts, so it saves me and Lee a job, <laughs> um, but no, we, they are going to be doing Cornwall for us, so Cornwall um, is one of the counties in England, for those of you who haven't worked that one out yet, um, but we have had a few people offer to write some shows for us um, and do little bits and pieces to help out, which is wonderful. You know, I love people who um, are going to come out and do that and, and give us a bit of a hand. So that goes out to anybody who is interested in, in writing a show for us. Um, anybody who wants to to put their own spin on a show, we will be quite happy to... To, to play that for you or, or even you know read it out. I think in this instance we'll be reading it out. But if you want to come on the show and and, and do it from you know from your own uh, bedroom or, or whatever then we'll be more than happy for that as well. So the option is there for you all. Um next week, ladies and gentlemen we have probably one of the most famous places in the entire world to cover for you. Um the next county we're going to is the City of London. Um now not to be confused with Greater London, which will be coming at a later date. Um the City of London is a one mile square in London um, that is known as the capital city. In fact, it is the one place in London where the Queen has to ask permission from the Mayor before she turns up. So Yeah, we have a different mayor. We have uh, a mayor for London and a mayor for the city of London. And uh, the city of London is uh, the old, old part of London. So we should uh, have quite a few stories to go through on that. Um, I will be doing a little bit extra on the end of this episode for Patreon. Um, so for those of you who are on patreon and thank you so much we have had a few new um, patreon members um, uh, Lee hasn't told me the name so he'll have to do the shout out um, for you guys and um, thank you very very much for you um, again we say it every week the Apple subscription people who are an Apple subscription thank you very very much again Apple don't give us the names for you guys So if you do want a quick shout out If you do want to be mentioned on the show Just drop us a message and say Oh by the way I'm one of your Apple subscribers And we can do it that way And give you a a nice shout out Because I'm always happy to do that uh, for our adoring fans. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, guys. We, you know, we really, really appreciate that. And, um, you know, we have the, the tip jar as well. There's been a few of you who have, uh, who have used that if you don't want to do the full subscription. So again, um, that's amazing. That keeps this podcast running. It keeps us, uh, wanting to do more and more. So yeah, if you enjoy it, like I say, I say every week, just pop a dollar or pop a pound or whatever it is, um, into the tip jar. Um, it, it does make a massive difference to us, and and yeah, we thank you very much. So, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you on the other side.
0: Well, they've gone.
1: No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet.
0: But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW, void reporting prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With LinkedIn jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and